0: Thank you for tuning into Healing Race. In this video, we continue discussing Glenn Lowry and John McWhorter's video about the Harriet Tubman statue that was awarded to a white artist. Can white artists create monuments to the Black experience in a way that's impactful and authentic?
1: And are Black Americans who say no to that question just too attached to a victimhood narrative, as McWhorter suggests they are? I start the video by asking Andre how he would feel about a white artist winning this kind of commission if it was evaluated in a race-blind way by a group that included ample black judges. Let's get to that conversation now, enjoy. if there was a process let's say that this process and again i don't know what they did in philadelphia but let's say that this process was that people anonymously submit ideas for creations of this statue and that the people making the decision were some sort of well-rounded including ample participation from black members of philadelphia um had to come together and critique, discuss, decide on which one most represented what they wanted to get across about the story of Harriet Tubman, right? And and that what struck people was one that was created by a white person.
0: So I disagree. So I'm going to stop you right here because I already disagree with your premise when you use the word anonymous because anonymous would not have been my process. I would have gone to black artists and say, y'all know what? We are creating this statue to honor the life of Harriet Tubman. And I want you as black people to understand her life and submit and submit your ideas for what this monument should look like. I want to see, because, and the reason it would not have been anonymous in Andre's world, meaning if Andre was running shit, the reason it would not have been anonymous, uh, anonymous because I want a deliberate continuity to what she was, the acts that she committed and the people who created that statue.
1: Mm-hmm. You mean a connection, the continuity is between what and what, sorry. The between- continuity
0: of the black people she was delivering into freedom and the free free black people that designed that monument.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so for you, the process would have been, because you talked My about anonymous. <laughs> Well, it wouldn't have only been anonymous. You essentially would have said only black people apply. Pretty much. Yeah. And so that would have been. Now, why is that continuity in, important to you? Because what it symbolizes. What is it symbol? Because it's what does it symbolize?
0: You tell me you're the people of the book of Exodus. What does it symbolize to you? It symbolizes deliverance. So to you. We are that future that you, we are that future she was dreaming of. The fact that I can sit here on this this technology would just blow anybody's mind from yesteryear. But the fact we can sit here on these computers and argue with one another <laughs> and do it in a civil fashion and whatnot there yeah. was a there was a day. So Todd, let, let me help you. Let, let me work with you, baby. There was a, the way I talked to you. There was a days people would have knocked my teeth out talking to a white man like that. Yeah. You know, that is not lost on me, which is part of the reason why I do it, you people out there in YouTube land, because <laughs> they exercise my freedom to tell off white folks, because we are free to do that and don't ever take that freedom for granted. But, so that's number one. Number two, number two, I just feel that sense of deliverance is important because it's almost in the African American story and in our evolutions to see, look how far we co- we've come. We don't have, now, true enough, there are people still deliberately targeting us in in harmful ways because we're black but it is to a lesser extent the motivation is the same but it is to a lesser extent and we are relatively able to live free lives vis-a-vis our ancestors almost like Michaela said on how to get away with murder she said i am my ancestors wildest dream right and in some ways we we really really are you know and in some ways we're 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 building the dream for even the generations coming after us and I want, and it just seems so personal to me for that continuity of deliverance. We've now, we're living in the devir- environment she was trying to deliver those people into for, to have that monument done by an African-American artist. So for me, it's an emotional one of bringing the story, you know, I guess you would say 360.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 compelling to me. I, I can understand that the very act of, of a black artist creating it is is actually part of the story um in this in this particular case i can i can see that as being a compelling meaningful kind of backstory in the future when people see this statue um to, to kind of but, but and
0: also Ma, what i'm saying is that backstory does not take away from anyone who is not African-American gleaning a sense of inspiration or light from the life and the acts of Harriet Tubman. So I'm saying the two can exist together.
1: Uh, yeah, the two can, can exist together. I have a couple You're th- not mutually exclusive. So you, say, you said you it, said it depends on what the art is. So this is, you know, you're telling- a and comp- Yeah, I do
0: think it depends on the medium.
1: Yeah, not yeah, not just the medium, but the story itself. And and sure and enough, Tubman's, yeah. Harriet Tubman's story is about the story of freedom, right? And so And
0: American bravery, And American bravery. And I particularly, I want black people to look at that and to say, you know what, the same way. Because I guess this is what I see it when I know the life of Harriet Tubman. Be bold, be brave, be black.
1: So so let's take the examples that I brought up. Can I mean, the story of of remember the Titans is a little bit different because there's actually white and black participants now obviously black participants in the forced integration were were at least theoretically getting more opportunity there's a lot of dissecting of integration in general but, um, but at least the premise the intention right is is increased opportunity. Um, but there's but there's two you know there there's white people who experience the integration and connection and, and 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 overcoming you know differences and there's black people who so so there's 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 multiple parts of that story um itself but i let's say let's say that we were to to angle that story in a way that was more about the black story in that kind of a case, is it important to for a black person to kind of direct that story? In the case of the Rwanda Hotel Rwanda, is it important that a a Rwandan direct direct that movie?
0: I'll like- give you another consideration that's very tangible. If you know black people, you know one thing: is our movie, The Color Purple, mm. that is the done by Steven Spielberg. So mm. a Jewish American told this rural Southern. What has become almost like a bedrock of modern African-American culture. The Every black woman, what's your favorite movie, The Color Purple? The Color Purple. And the yeah, remake that's a great example. The remake of The Color Purple, and I will be there with my little ticket, launches in December. Because I'm like, whoo, how did they update it for modern times? Yeah. Um, so on the face of it, the answer, the and oh my god, I still well at watching The Color Purple. On the face of it, the answer to your question, from me to you, is yes because clearly Steven Spielberg did uh, did that work. Is he entrenched in that? Because also, if you ever watched The Fablemans, which is the kind of thing that the, the story about Steven- I haven't grew.
1: seen it yet, but I've heard wonderful things about it's it. It's a yet. wonderful
0: film. It's a wonderful film. So clearly Steven does not have a deliberate personal connection to the African-American story when he grew up, <laughs> right? But he was able to tap into that common humanity of hope, need, and aspiration. All those things that give us the feeling that we do- as black people, when we watch *The Color Purple*, um, however, I will say he used superb black talent in that film. So, had a, should a white woman have played Celie? No, then that because that would have been that would have been disjointed for us, you know. Should yeah. Oprah have not played Miss Sophia? No, <laughs> we see what all that turned into, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I guess I say this to say to harken back to what I said. It it really depends on the context, the subject, and the medium. And you know what? I think what we're really talking about is the sensitivity and the awareness of the individual. So to if you have a white soul, a being, because souls don't have race, if you have a white being who has the awareness to bring respect to the subject, then I could see how the memorial would be would be, uh, how would you say, uh, would be fine with people, but it's really up to that artist to show, to demonstrate, you're dealing with a highly charged, highly personal thing. And it's up to you to demonstrate, you know what, I understand why you would have my doubts. You have have your doubts and I hear what you're saying, but I do feel I have the capability to execute this with respect, love and all the things and to do justice. To what you're looking for in a monument about such a great American, right? Yeah, but like it's that artist. The, the The onus is on the artist, not on us to say, "Well, we'll see." No, because you're 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 entrusting the you're entrusting the legacy of a people.
1: Yeah. So what you're saying is, you are part, you partially at least earn the trust by showing a proactive, um, motivation to, to 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 understand the emotionality, the 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 perspective, the yes. the experience. Um that's one way to earn trust. It it's you know I, I feel like it's a little bit similar, you know, when you asked me about my grandmother, um, I mean all, all, all of this we're talking about context and understanding, right? And um oh, well this 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 portion of the conversation and you want to know that there's some some mechanism to show that someone cares about that and also mm-hmm. some mechanism that someone th- that that Ensures that they deliver on it as well today, and so you know the example we talked about with Eminem is you felt like Dre vouching for him, right? Way of saying we can trust that he's coming from the right place, you know, in 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 creating rap, right? there's some mechanism to, to, to earn that trust that there's, there's an understanding of, of context and, and, and that there's understanding generally of the, the experience that you're depicting. Um, so I, I and that I, that I completely, uh, that I resonate with a lot. Um, and, I, and I, I, to be honest, I almost thought about it also in response to Lowry and McWhorter because McWhorter's So first, let's give, let's give Lowry credit for bringing up the employment aspect of it. He said, you know, I can understand the motivation of full, you know, full black employment, that this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity that's about a black, a a black, you know, experience. Um, You know, shouldn't that opportunity be given to someone who's black, given the history. So he, he said he could, at least he doesn't agree with it, but he at least could understand that argument more. So let's, let's at least give, give um you know credit to that yes of course. credit to that you know um and macorder felt seemed to seem to understand that as well you know one of the things he said was this idea of that we're not just our our victimhood right and um
0: Maren also expressed that to you because we don't see it as victimhood. We see it as being a vi- That's a victor. As many times as Miss Tubman came I and no white folks kept trying to get her. That is a big vic- baby. That's Victoria. That is totally. Victim.
1: So that was my reaction to what, when he said that, that's a I, I had the complete different reaction. I was like, you know, this is a, this is someone we look up to. This is, this is an, a story of triumph. Yes, it comes from American of our, bravery, some of our anger about it comes from some of the pain of the past, sure. but but I didn't get that this was a holding on to victimhood. Um I mean, I could see a little bit of where he's coming from because he he is saying, like, is this is this just our story? Is our story of victimhood of of being slaves and everything that came after it? Is it just our story? It's most intimately your story, um, but he wants to say it's more than
0: just your story, but- I-, I celebrate the triumph in black food. So if you ever come to my house, I cook, I <laughs> I kind of, I cook the way our grandmothers used to cook, cornbread, beans, and pork chop. <laughs> I like eating that way. And I, one day I was, I was having a good old plate of food. I'm like, oh, this is so good. And it's what keeps me and feel connected, rooted to our past. So I celebrate African-American culture in the food that I cook and the way that I cook it.
1: Yeah. This is where I felt that there was among, and I know their points of view, I've listened to their conversations a lot. I felt like there was an instinctive gut reaction to this. Now, I didn't see the, the, the tweets that he is responding to. I didn't see the criticism, and I could be completely wrong in understanding his context but I felt like, and and so maybe there were people who were criticizing because it's like, it's our pain and therefore it should be our creative outlet. Maybe people were saying that. Mm. But when I heard him talk, connect this to this this connection to eternal victimhood, as he said, this identity of eternal victimhood, I, and that, and he said, you know, he, he said a question which I think is a really compelling question. Like, aren't we more than that? And I'll tell you why it's compelling for me is that he asked that question is because I see that sometimes I see that sometimes in the Jewish community.
0: Oh, I, I know. I Your I holidays really know. are built on remembrance. Your holidays are built on remembering yeah. the suffering of the past. I'm intimated with some with Judaism. Yeah. And they really are. You celebrate. I, mean,
1: I just don't want, I don't want Jews. I don't want my daughter. I don't want my, you know, my, my peers. I don't want them to feel that we need to just sit there feeling like we are always going to be these these victims of persecution i don't want to forget the past but i don't want the story andre that that gets told by some in the jewish community is we are going to be you know we have been and will be kind of victims of of persecution you know to our to our end days it makes it feel like it's this this ever present and, and will be ever present part of us that that has stamped us and i I, I, I do think we're more that. I don't think we can put that aside. I, I think it, it has, it has branded our experience of life. We can't, we can't dissociate from that.
0: But to hear so, it yeah. last weekend, my share, you shared that video with me, and I shared the, the article with you about Elon Musk blaming Jews for being the problems of the world, and yeah. Jews are the reason that X, formerly known as Twitter. Is failing because of their, you know, the ACLU and all this liberal blah 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 blah. And I said like, we should discuss this. And I and that so, you know, you just brought up how some in the community but you know have this this stamp that we're gonna forever be persecuted and to blame for everybody's everything. And here's this incredibly prominent man whose life biography has just been released by Walter Isaacson. I was watching the coverage this morning, yeah, and here he is what what a week and a half ago saying. Jews are his biggest problem. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there seems to be something to what the community is saying.
1: Because yeah, here we
0: I... are, over 2,000 years later, because you see I'm wearing a crucifix, y'all, you know, 2,000 years later, Jews are still the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we 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 had talked about this previously with, um, I think, Kanye West's comments yep. on this. Um, so I don't want to... Deny, be ignorant, you know, play down the fact that this story creeps up over and over again in many ways, and people try to broadcast it and gain followers for this idea that 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 Jews are in control of everything and are the the source of whoever's problems, right? All the world's problems. Mm-hmm. It, it that narrative clearly creeps up and again and again. At the same time, you know, we are also accepted by way more people than we were ever accepted by when we first came up, you know, relative to when we first came over and we don't live in, you know, Nazi Germany right now. Like, I'm just saying that, yes, there are narratives that keep coming back and that these narratives inspire bigoted feelings or reinforce bigoted feelings and even lead to hateful acts and hateful violence. Um, I also feel like, two things one is to focus so much on that is to ignore you know the the victor narratives right and all sorts of other parts of our identity one two is it's to deny the progress that's been made in in people embracing us and people in people, when they hear anti-Semitism, standing up and saying that ain't right, you know, yes, um, right. and mm-hmm. and and where that wouldn't have happened previously, mm-hmm. I, it's to it. It just ignores, and, and it and it kind of most important, I think, to parts of this conversation. It it also has people to enclose the story is to to provide a roadblock to, to other people owning the story as they have, you know. Mm-hmm. I want people to, to 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 bring it back to the to the black narrative. I do have a similar feeling to to Lowry and McWhorter in that we should have we should foster a situation where it's not just black Americans Feeling a strong ownership to the Harriet Tubman story, um, and sometimes the way it can come off—and I know this is not the intention—when you have the feelings you do about who should be telling that story, who sh- who should have you know created this monument. Um, and I, and I, I, it resonates when you tell me the meaning of the story and who's delivering who, and, and, and that the person who was delivered to freedom is now creating. I mean, that that's a beautiful story, Andre. And I'm like, yes, that makes sense for this monument. So, so I want to, it's really compelling the way you told that seriously. Um, <laughs> at the same time, in a bigger picture way, um, Sometimes when it's like only a black person can tell this story, um, it it creates a feeling of distance from people who are not black that they could actually own that story in some way.
0: And I hear that, but that's where the trust comes in. Remember when I said that the trust acts and it's for those who want to feel like I, for those, you know, imagine someone who's non-African American or non of African diaspora, I, they, they feel this person feels a sense of movement. They feel moved by what they see or inspired. And that's where the trust act comes in. That's when you, you, you do certain things, you say certain things and say, this is not coming. My adoration is not coming from a place of malice or mocking. This is, I'm genuinely moved by what I've heard and by what I've seen. And as you see, it's appropriate or as I, it makes sense. I would love to be a part of this.
1: Yeah. 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 I think, I think that, that feels right to me. Uh, It feels like you're open. I feel like in this scenario. So what, so what I'm taking from you, tell me if I got this right. I'm taking, I'm taking three things. One is, one is in this, you know, in particular cases, there is a greater symbolic story to be told when a black person is the creator of the story. And this is a particular time where it seems like there could have been something, a, a really compelling story told that fits the theme um, if a Black person would have created. That's one. That's exactly what
0: I'm saying, especially since some Black lines of lineage exist because of these acts.
1: Yeah. And two is you are open to the idea that someone can can create some sort of symbolic work of art that tells the story of Black people in a compelling way, but that, there, that there's a process of trust and the developing of an understanding of context that... Um, that should be required, and should should there should be some accountability around that, um, so that you don't get a Lincoln monument that's like, hey, I'm the white savior of these, you know, uh, incapable <laughs> black black slaves. Yeah, I completely. Because
0: and, and hear- like I said, but YouTubers, please don't be offended. I use comedy to process pain. But if you were to see the statue for yourself, that's exactly what the movements that I just made. That's exactly what it looks I, like. I've seen you it. I've it. seen it.
1: Yeah. There and you I, will, go. I will validate that. Um. The third thing i'm I'm hearing from you is that, and this is where I have a question for you, that there is also an idea of leveraging the black story to in- increase greater representation in the arts itself. yes, um and, and I guess I would ask you would that part of the motivation be less let's 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 fast forward to 100 years from now and you do see greater you know proportional representation in various fields of endeavor among black people and others you know latinos and the like um um in various fields when you feel we've reached a place of not perfect we're never getting perfect equality things just move you know up and down too much um in life but that we have a a a much greater sense of equity across cultures that there is true that that's that 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 symbolizes that represents that there's true true equality of opportunity in a world like that where we're seeing greater equity does the motivation for providing a specific opportunity to to a black artist to kind of break through does that part of it lessen for you when we're kind of there already
0: of course it does but what did I tell you in the first season we ain't there yet and I'll let you know once we get there
1: okay (laughs) okay so there's that other motivation um and it just okay And, and so the optics to you not just of understanding context but the optics to you of this going to a white person then part of that optics is well you know black artists struggle so much in this area isn't it some is it, is it perhaps in bad taste that opportunity doesn't come a, a Black person's way given the inequity that exists and given the subject matter? That's that is
0: exactly point. how I feel. Okay. You, so those are the three things that out for
1: you in this. And I just, uh, you know, I want to say one last thing about this Victor victimhood thing because... because um,
0: I think we need I, to do a whole show on that as a concept.
1: Well, I had a reaction to McWhorter focusing so much because I didn't take... I didn't take the criticism as being one of holding on to victimhood. I really didn't. And he took it there and and it made me think you made me think when you brought up context, you know, if it was a black artist who got commissioned, you know, would they have told the story more of, of victory than victimhood? Um, I don't see victimhood in that statue. I don't, I you don't know. what face, point. I don't, I don't know her face, what her face looked like. Maybe it was both pain and I I don't know what it was, so I don't wanna I don't want to put words on in, in Lowry and McWhorter's mouth because I don't I don't remember exactly what they said. And I, I I don't quite know what that statue gives off. But would something different have been shown? You know, it is one of courage. I mean, I think she's whole, you know, she's she's like carrying someone behind her. So you do get a sense of of courage and sacrifice, but you know, the frame could be different from a, a certain black perspective. Some might, some in the black community might prop up the victimhood or the or the pain. Some might prop up the victor, the victory, um, because there is also diversity in the black community, as you've said multiple times. But but it just makes you it makes you at least think if the if the judges were of a certain kind, you know, of a of a of a certain thought, not of a certain kind of people, meaning black or white. If they were black, white, other, and also had different perspectives. If if the the creator was was someone who was black. Would it be depicted differently that might get that victory more across? I don't know, but but you just made me think of it in terms of context.
0: And yeah, I think you bring up an excellent point because in the medium of sculpture of sculpture, facial expression is important because that's going to be one of the main surfaces by which you bring in the viewer, right? No. Through that facial expression. And I'm I'm an aficionado of sculptor, of sculpture. Andre, what's going on with you today? Uh, and I really analyze and and hone in on how the expressions were created, the contours of a person's face, and all of that. And I think it's 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 a it's important to say could those contours have been expressed differently through an African American artist? Would they have chosen to do something different with the cheeks or with the lips or whatever because they're black? Uh, and to 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 have those. to have all of that integrate into a face that would achieve a different feeling than what a white artist would have created. And
1: maybe, maybe at the same time, you know, to, to kind of prop up their point of view is this sculpture had already previously resonated. There was something Mm -hmm. that people liked in it, right? Mm. And their basic point of view is this is resonating. If we wind up Finding out that it was created by a white person, if it's resonating with a broad set of communities, including the black community, do we care what the source is? I know you have all your, your, your kind of the meaning and all of that. Let's put that yes. aside. But the basic yeah. point of a hundred years from now, if someone's going to look at it and we really feel like it's going to resonate with people broadly, including the black community, do we at the end of the day care? You know? Um, and you know. Lowry asked a question: Does identity-driven motivations and, mo- and emotions drive the creative process so much? Is it so central that 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 again only a black person could create something like this that in a way that resonates? And what I hear you saying, let me see if I understand you: is it it matters a lot? Is not the only thing that matters, and you can no. you can channel this common humanity if done in the right way but at the end of the day it is still going to matter i still am going to tell my grandmother's story in a much more poignant way or maybe another jewish person who has a holocaust l- legacy is probably going to feel that in a particular way that doesn't preclude someone from connecting to it in a deep way but still has to be given some credence uh, as a as yes. an factor that seems to be where you does it say. has a
0: psychological impact
1: yeah yeah, I like I feel good about where we've come. I feel like I completely understand this case to you, um why it matters so much. I feel like I I, I understand the the economic case as well. Um, and but I at the same time, I also understand I also appreciate your openness to the idea that people can translate, can feel a common humanity and translate feelings they've done in a way that is proactive in in understanding context. And I held
0: a memorial for a dead queen of a country. I'm not a citizen. So yes, people can draw inspiration from shit that has nothing to do with their background. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you, have you noticed, do you empathize at all with the... The, rea- the kind of reaction that they have from this from this vantage point, they being, again, Glenn Lowry and John McWhorter, do you feel like there are at least a portion of the black community that does feel like there is a barrier to telling, like a, a, a hard and fast barrier to telling the black Oh story? yeah,
0: totally. I mean, we're not some intellectual monolith, right? So you have as many opinions as you have many black people. right you have some people it doesn't matter like trust me it's going to run the gamut and that's that's what society is you know so i don't envy i don't envy the job of the judges who are deciding the winning design right i don't envy that because you have a lot on your shoulders and you have to get it right especially since it's got a pretty permanent structure and people are going to know your name and talk about you for the rest of your life kind of a thing yeah
1: yeah and so and 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 in in understanding that there is part that part of 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 the the black audience um of the black community, can you understand I guess the way that might block certain people who are not black from feeling like they can in any way own parts of black history as their own and and therefore appreciate it in a way that that doesn't so Well, want- there are
0: two considerations. So there's a, there's a private ownership and then there's a public ownership. Mm-hmm. And what you privately do in your home is your business. So you wanna own that in your way, that's privately in your home. When you start taking that out into the world via digital technologies or just out in the street, right? Publishing YouTube talk shows, then that's when you're open to critique. And then that's where optics matter. Because what did I tell you the other time during the cornrow conversation? P- Joe Q public Joan Q public they don't know you so we're going to see look at you and see this and then assign our own intentions to it even if we are completely wrong that's why the optics is so important if you care how people perceive what you're trying to do now I you don't get it in fine but I think you should because there's backlash so when you care what people are trying to how they perceive it you got to get the optics right that means you need to look at things from all perspectives
1: So I think where they get worried and I can understand and empathize with this is should, should the emotions of people, let's take this group of, of people within the black community who would have a harder, fast boundary of who could create anything related to the black story. They're going to have their feelings. Right. And should one's creative decision in this way, be driven by those the, the emotions behind that group of people, or at or or just consider and listen to where they're coming from, and then make a decision.
0: That's a balancing act within the artist. Only the artist can answer that. I'm talking
1: that. about. I'm talking about you though. Like
0: oh, when, yeah. when
1: when we talk about the difference when when you and and I know others have you know. Uh, Marin has brought it up. Felicia has brought it up. The difference between intention and impact. Yeah. yeah and
0: oh. i see for me personally andre intention impact and integrity because you also have to you also have to give an integrity to what you're trying to create and in the way in which you are moved to own part of the story what i mean and so if if yielding toward intention and impact leads you to severely compromise integrity it's not going to feel comfortable then that, that means it's not you so you're going to the artist is going to have to balance those three those three spheres right intention impact and integrity
1: yeah yeah and so while you could be sensitive to impact you know and this is where i feel like i could just feel like john mccord's feelings about this of like let's let's kind of get over the what you know he says the eternal you know victimhood narrative
0: like i'm um, over it i'm happy to not bring it up <laughs> like I said, it's these white folks who want to feel because oh, let me deliberately talk about this because when he said this need to feel special i'm like i don't the black people who are in my life and have been in my life for the near 50 years i've been on this planet have not been running around like i feel special we were slaves <laughs> that's not how we feel i think many of us are happy to move it on but because when he said that i because remember i said i'm a reactionary i had to press pause and i'm like You need to go tell that to these white people who are like Felicia said, and Felicia is a dear friend, who's a future guest on the show, by the way, uh, who are clinging to what we call the construct of whiteness. You, this is the white people who want to feel special, who want to feel more than ordinary and all of that. It's their clinging to it. So they have to bring up, you know, you were black, you know, you're getting special privileges. You know, you only got into college because you're black. They're bringing all this stuff. The rest of us are happy to leave that in the past, but until they move on, We are stuck in this, what feels like eternal, to use the parlance of some of the Jewish community, dance of, you're not worthy, why are you here? You're not worthy, why are you here? You're not giving us rights. And it's over and over and on and on. Literally like atoms dancing in a molecule. So- (laughs) A molecule of hatred.
1: Yeah, so what you're saying is there's a certain set of conditions right now that continue to provide a, a block and a and a, a source of stereotypes around who black people are, um, what they've experienced that provide a block to kind of moving forward toward greater kind of equity, equality of opportunity at the very least, you know, um, and and so it, someone like a Jamal Carter is at least getting the people who feel that like you and your friends. He's getting he's getting that wrong. In you continuing to harp I on the so. issues, harp on the issues of race, he's not understanding the meaning or the source or the motivation of harping on it. Well, he's
0: also not holding the white participants accountable. White people are participants in us having to bring up the victimhood yeah. because they're putting out this energy. That's why I was saying that's why I'm like, baby, you need to go tell that to these white folks, because you're acting as though that we're just putting it out there without any triggers there. When people walk into a Dollar General that's in a predominantly black neighborhood just to kill black people, that's called a trigger. So now we have to bring it up again. You see this dance, this dance and all we were doing was shopping at the dollar store literally at the dollar general
1: yeah 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 i think i think that makes sense to me and i will i will say where i resonate with what he feels cuz i feel i have felt it in the jewish community and i'm sure there are there are, again black community is not a monolith and i and i'm sure there are there are parts of the black community that do really do what i'm about to share i've experienced uh, among jews is there is a point in time where you know in a in a in a empathetic way in a patient way even i feel the need to say the past is the past yes there are current like you brought up the article there are still people trying to spout these narratives about jewish people but we still live in a different world and we're not in the we're not in the holocaust right now and i want to say listen i will i will probably cry every time i tell my grandparents story i'm not saying to get rid of your you know that you we got to be these like unemotional people who don't feel connection to history and to story but I also know that I that I at least in my own in my own sense in my own right and for and for and for the rest of my Jewish community, I don't want to be stuck in that. I don't want us to That's be stuck. In people
0: that. are walking in synagogues and shooting them up. You're still stuck in it. they are still into synagogues and shooting them up just because you're Jewish. True, true.
1: But there, there is an importance in acknowledging the difference of degree right? Like I accept that. we're not in Egypt. We're not in Germany. These things still happen. And there's still, there's still threats. I'm not going to disown that. Um, Nor would I do it, of course, for the black community, because I'm not black, first of all, uh, so I don't experience it. But, but even in understanding some of the parallels, I, 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 I would never discount the threats that still exist. I do think that there still is validity to the, the encouragement that I, I feel John McWhorter is trying to give of don't live in that space. I feel like that's what he's trying to say. Don't live in that space. Yeah, you know, at certain points, come to remember that, you know, the way we were persecuted in Egypt, you know. Come to remember that, yes. But but don't have this be a a mantra that you carry around with
0: yourself on a regular basis. And what basis. I'm saying is at the same time, you go tell the bigot the same goddamn thing. Don't mm-hmm. live in the space of hatred. Don't live in the space that Jews are your problem. Fine. I accept what you're trying to say. Say it, baby. But then you go tell that motherfucker the same goddamn thing. Okay. And then there we go. I, I I agree with
1: you there. So you feel like it's not that there's not credence to the message of let's not completely live in the past. Let's let's feel empowered in a new and at a new time in a new future but what you're saying is it feels it feels unbalanced it feels yes. like it lacks context yes when you don't in the second breath or in the first breath say yes i understand that people are still reacting because there's something that still exists yes i understand okay
0: it's what right mr Andre, gonna help you understand babe i tell you i'm gonna work with you more yeah. so that <laughs> that makes more
1: sense to me. So that makes more sense to me. um now I will I will say that, you know, John McC uh, there are plenty of times in the conversations that he has with Glenn Lowry where he does sh- he does share empathy with the the continued experience of, of 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 black people in America and and the way in which you know, history may have you know been been at least part of, although he he debates this as well. um but there there is there is an empathy about the experience of black people in America that I do think he shares um but you I know, hope but, so <laughs> but I but I do I do I do understand oh, I that it's... when when he says what he says, It feels very one-sided and like it lacks context of what what continues. We didn't go from from A to Z to 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 all the problems in the world, you know, racial problems in the world, to no problems in the world, and to 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 act as if that you know the the history that Landon, who's a future guest, you know, heard where it's like you know we beat slavery with the Civil War and we beat you know um, we beat Jim Crow with. and segregation with um with civil rights, boom, we're done, right? You feel like
0: And it was only white man that did it. <laughs> That's you feel horses.
1: right. You feel like um that it almost gets across that kind of context, like yes. we're we're in the promised land. Um that makes a lot more sense to me, your reaction to, to his comments there. Thank you for watching this episode of Healing Race and stay with us for a scene from our next video.
0: If you want to see more conversations like the one you just watched, please subscribe to our channel, share this video with friends and family, and like and comment on the video below.
1: If you'd like to be a guest on one of our episodes and have an open, real conversation about race, email us at guests at show.com.
0: And if there are topics you think we should cover, we'd love to hear them. So please email your ideas to topics at healingraceshow.com.
1: As always, thanks for your support. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you. Now, here's a scene from our next Healing Race.
0: Part of the the psychology of control that whites often oppress Black people with is to make them use courtesy titles with white children meaning you had to refer to a five-year-old as Miss Elizabeth or Mr. Steve, whatever. And this, and you are a 55-year-old Black person, right? That is a thing, that is deliberate psychological control, right? Whatever, even in the most, in the smallest individual, you are not acknowledged our superiority. And going on the point of social norms and pivoting back to race, that changed in the in the 1960s and 70s, right? Where now Black people who were senior were given the their courtesy titles. They were referred to as Miss and Mr. or Mrs., things like that. Yeah. And it brings with it certain dignity. And there were a group of people who held on to that norm like, no, you refer to that white child who is 50 years younger than you yeah. as yeah. Miss and Mr. And they were holding on to that.